0: You're listening to Fintechs A, a podcast that explores the innovations and challenges in Canada's fintech landscape. My name is Sue Britton. I'm the CEO of Firefly Growth and an entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in the financial industry. I also serve on the FinPay Committee, and I'm an advisor for Holt Exchange. Join us as we sit down with industry leaders, trailblazers, and pioneers to discuss their journey, the evolution of fintech, and what's next for Canada's ever dynamic fintech ecosystem. Our guest today is Faye Pang, country manager for Canada at Zero. Um, Zero is on a mission to become the most trusted and insightful small business platform in the world. Um, their accounting software and a thousand app partner ecosystem, which I've heard f- from many in the industry is, is amazing, um, is used by over three million subscribers around the globe to transform the way they do business. Faye has an impressive track record. I did some poking around um, in growing businesses. And before joining Zero three years ago, Faye was general manager with Uber for five years and has a pretty cool background in the food, beverage, packaged goods industry um, with the likes of like McDonald's and Cadbury. So like really interesting background. Anyhow, welcome to the podcast, Faye. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So, um, you know, let's start with the, you know, story about Zero. Tell us a little bit about more about, you know, the Zero um value proposition.
1: Yeah, and, and you did a really nice job, team, up in that intro. But just to, to build on what you said, uh, Xero is a cloud-based small business platform. We were founded in Wellington, New Zealand about 17 years ago, a tiny apartment in Wellington, New Zealand. And our founder, Rod had a dream. He said, "Yeah, you know, there's this new technology called the cloud. What if I use this to collaborate with my accountant in real time? What would that mean for me? What would that mean for my small business? if we were talking from the same source of truth, if the data was constantly updated um, and timely, if I could generate insights off of that? So from those humble beginnings seventeen years ago, we now serve, the number actually nearly four million. Small no business way. customers around the world. Uh, we're growing um, nearly 4 million customers around the world. Uh, and you mentioned our ecosystem. It's one of the things I'm proudest of. We've got over a thousand app partners that help small businesses with everything from timesheet and scheduling to payroll to additional reporting to capturing their carbon footprint and doing carbon accounting. So, you know, anything a small business owner or advisor could need you can generally find in our in our app ecosystem uh, in addition to that we have relationships with hundreds of financial institutions around the world um, banks and otherwise really helping small businesses access their data and leverage that data to unlock a range of solutions right that open platform and and that flow of data between the different tools that you're using to run your small business it's just going to help you stay on top of your books it's going to help you access capital more easily and it's going to help you manage you know your overall business a lot more tightly so that's the core proposition born in the cloud connected to all of these apps and financial institutions um, and then just a really powerful tool to help small businesses focus on you know what we talk about is like focusing on running their business and not looking backwards and, and managing mm-hmm. compliance and, and understanding uh, their financial position.
0: Very interesting. Um, I was reviewing, uh, I think it was a, a study that you put out recently. Um, maybe you can talk a bit about that. Cause one of the things that struck me and resonated with me as a small business was just the, uh, the role that advice plays, um, for small businesses.
1: Yeah. Are you, and you're referring to the Money Matters report, Sue? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we do, um, we do research all the time to try to understand the psyche of Canadian small business owners, what's happening. And so the Money Matters report that you're referencing, we released this past September. And, and that report was really us surveying over a thousand Canadian small businesses to understand how they're feeling about the inflationary environment, looking at their payments methods and how business owners manage their cash flow. Uh, It was really clear there the important role that advisors and bookkeepers play. But the other key insights I would draw out from that is payment options. So Mm -hmm. two-thirds of business owners in Canada are using cash and credit. Only one-third are using digital and online payment gateways. I know this is a topic near and dear to your heart, but that's (laughs) a big opportunity for us, right? in terms Mm -hmm. of digitizing payments to enable small business owners to get paid faster. Right, mm-hmm. so where cash and credit are still the de facto, that's there's a big opportunity, um, and to build on that, what we found in the research was during these times, the higher fees associated with that continue to be a barrier for Canadian small businesses. So yeah. expensive fees are some of the biggest barriers yeah. to adopting digital payments, perceived or or real. Uh, and for two and five, so forty one percent of those we surveyed said that that's the main barrier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we think that's really critical as you as you think about you know, how might we make it easier for Canadian small business owners to operate in the environment that we are in today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and maybe I didn't. I don't know if this was in your latest research, but mm-hmm. how, how much of that is also that they don't? Um, maybe they haven't understood what they're. The opportunities are to use some of let's say your the apps in your ecosystem mm-hmm. and, and you know the the bank's um payments offerings are limited uh, mm-hmm. just in my opinion obviously it's just um, my opinion but you know um even moving money between accounts is tough um mm-hmm. and you know yeah, small business people are not experts so how much of the awareness of these alternatives kind of sort of plays into you know the challenges that small businesses are having
1: yeah, I don't have the specific like data stats on this, but I can tell you from multiple uh, studies that we've done, that's certainly part of it, right? Understanding what are my choices and how do I compare A versus B versus C is is holding small business owners back from from taking that leap. That being said, we do see them going to their advisors. So one of the mm. big things we're really passionate about at Zero is instead of DIY, do it yourself, like I think about DIT or do it together. Only 55% of Canadian small businesses are regularly using an accountant or bookkeeper. Right. So for those yeah. co- cohort, they are Going to them and saying, "What are my best options here? What's the lowest way for me to move? Uh, cheapest way for me to move money? Or I've got these cross-border payments I need to make. Who should I be using? Should I be looking at RBC Payedge, etc.? So there's yeah. a, there's an opportunity there for the advisor to play a role, but nearly half of Canadian small businesses are not actively engaging with those advisors, and so they're left to their own research and yeah. uh, word of mouth, which yep. is you know is it can be a challenge. Yeah, I was walking mm. in the beautiful
0: woods with my neighbor the other day. Um, uh both of us needed some fresh air and she was talking about her um husband who runs s- two um franchised locations of a kind of an upscale coffee um okay. uh, uh yeah. store. <laughs> I'm sure I'm getting this all wrong. But anyway, the point is that, um, you know, he himself, he was in a different industry before doing this. And um, yeah, accounting is like, absolutely no clue. And it's causing him so much stress. Yeah. First of all, there's
1: no way for me to fact check that story. So it's true, as far as I (laughs) can tell. Um, But I hear you, right? Like When you talk to small business owners, and I try to make a point to talk to customers every week is no one got into it to say I can't wait to get to the accounting part of running my small business right that's just you have to do the compliance component um, but no one is really passionate very few are very passionate about it and so that's where our philosophy really comes in which is the more that you can lean on tools and technology like Xero and our app partners to automate some of those manual tasks to surface the insights to help you with compliance components that you need to do like GST filing or your year-end taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, payroll admittances, et cetera, Mm -hmm. the more you can spend time on what you really love, which is making the cappuccinos, interacting with your customers and, you know, Mm -hmm. building your business, right? So that resonates with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You mentioned RBC and I know you've got um, partnerships with BMO and Scotia and and you mentioned RBC PayEdge. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think like from those experiences partnering with those financial institutions like what what what's the good thing uh like what are the benefits um for fintech companies in partnering with financial institutions
1: i think it's critical right no one fintech or financial institution operates in a vacuum every single small business customer in canada has tentacles in a bunch of different places for different purposes as part of their business so in order to best serve that small business customer, we have to partner together. We have to think about how our systems and our data can be integrated to save them time and to surface more valuable insights, right? So we, that's always been a philosophy of zeros and we've been partnering with FIs around the world since our inception. Uh, and we know how important it is for Canadian small businesses, particularly here in Canada. Like We have to help them stay on top of their financial position getting those daily transactions from the banks through some of those partnerships, for instance, BMO and Scotiabank is critical, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, so many of them, as you know, they're relying on screen scraping and credential Mm -hmm. sharing to get Mm -hmm. that data from their bank account into their accounting platform. That's a really poor quality solution, right? It breaks all the time. It... um, they it's restrict. highly unreliable. They restrict yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. frustrating at times, and so yeah. that need, there's so much opportunity to improve that, and that's really been the core that's been driving our partnership uh, partnerships to date. Mm-hmm. Has been trying to solve that for uh, like I call it table stakes. How yeah. do you get the, mm-hmm. our mutual customers' data from your system into ours in a, as as seamless as possible? Yeah, but those table stakes start to really get interesting and exciting when you think about. Well, what might that then unlock? Right? Mm-hmm. How can we work together to surface products and support offerings, access to capital for those small businesses yeah. now that we have that sync, right? And now yeah. that we've got that data and it's put into a platform like Xero, yeah. which will then enable that small business customer to get really rich insights, you yeah. know, move from hindsight to foresight. Now we're starting to talk about cash flow forecasting. Now yeah. we have visibility to their AP and their AR, right? Yeah. Now you know when they're adding employees and you can start to project out. So there's some really interesting things that you could do and, uh, frankly, yeah. benefit that we can offer the small business client together when we build on those partnerships. So I'm excited about that future vision. Uh, yeah. Right now, getting the, the transactions is just like step one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm, um, um uh, central one which is for those who don't know um, a you know f- large uh, uh, credit union service provider mm-hmm. for um, Ontario and BC credit unions and they held a conference in Vancouver at the end of November and um, I uh, moderated a panel with uh, Ben Harrison yeah. um Adam from Plinks and uh, a gentleman named James from Innovation Credit Union. And uh, we talked about partnering. And one of the things, one of the basic things um, that I said, uh, it was my little pitch at the end was, you know, if you're a financial institution, just, you know, just make sure you give them access to their um, accounting system, like make this easy for them. Thank (laughs) you. Because it's the one thing you can do that would would take a massive annoyance away from a small business mm-hmm. who um mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't have that and anyway so i hopefully i i uh, resonated with some people but yeah. um i really want to talk about the RBC page cuz i know that yeah. you know RBC um i actually am, i don't know RBC super well but i know page was um was, you know, to some extent an acquisition of uh, a company that they did. And often those don't go so well. And so it sounds like it's going well. But before we go there, can you, um, and this is a bit of an unplanned question, so I hope it's okay, but can you talk about some of Zero's, you know, maybe more um, innovative customers, and they don't have to be in Canada? Specifically, Mm -hmm. um, actually, I'm I'm more mean... Um, part of financial institution partners, like, could you paint a picture of what some, you know, maybe more progressed markets have done
1: um, with with for zero? Sure. Yeah, yeah, we've got partners in um, APAC that we've worked with that have plugged into zero and our um, financial APIs. We've we've got eleven public facing APIs at zero uh, for know, a multitude of uh, different data points within our system. And we have financial institution partners globally that have plugged into, as I mentioned earlier, like intelligently surface capital to our mutual customers and capital like lending opportunities based off the data that they're pulling from zero. So if you think about it, you know, lending is all about risk mitigation and understanding what's the likelihood to pay and how do I Mm -hmm. triangulate all of these different factors, wouldn't it be so much richer if you had access to the general ledger, right? And Mm -hmm. you understood specific core Mm -hmm. accounting piece of it. So that's been a really exciting partnership. Um, We've uh, partnered with, as an example, Monzo in the UK and done, you know, sort of reciprocal referral agreements and really helping them turbocharge their small business offering. And that's been, mutually beneficial. Obviously, they were able to build that off the back of open banking five years ago. Um, but it's a promise that we think we can bring to Canada is how do we actually partner with some of these financial institutions to offer sort of a joint, almost bundled small business package, right? Yeah, yeah. You get your bank account and then you get your accounting software, access to this amazing ecosystem, all the tools that you need to run your business. Um, so, really encouraged by some of the partnerships there that our team has done in the UK. Yeah,
0: interesting. Okay, well then, um, I'm still going to wait to come back to RBC because you just mentioned something. Yeah, we can
1: talk about RBC for sure.
0: Yeah, you just mentioned something really um, important, so not that long ago, um, I guess we should probably mark the week. It should be like a, you know, I don't know, um, Ottawa releases all you know important <laughs> you know regulatory changes in november twenty twenty three or something like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of stuff has just recently happened, and uh, I know you've been um you know very watching very closely, but also have spoken a lot about open banking um and uh and 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 so you know I'm a glass half full I think it is you know i think we we're at the end of you know um when. I think actually we know when now so it's going to be next year and um there's a real like solid commitment to that in in Ottawa what yeah. um what's what's when you're how have you been involved in open banking what's your kind of position yeah. or or uh, what's the opportunity
1: yeah just for record keeping November 21st 2023 okay so the there you go the All economic <laughs> statements there you go <laughs> yeah. we can call it OB day um yeah. oh I, I love that, that. Yeah, yeah, really. We, we've been we've been over the moon excited um, mm-hmm. since I joined Zero. This has been an advocacy issue that we have been watching and participating in very closely, uh, because we've seen the benefits in other markets, right? We have the advantage of being a global company that's seen, mm-hmm. you know, what that openness can bring in Australia, the impact that it has had on the ecosystem in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Not just from a fintech perspective and really a growing, healthy, thriving fintech ecosystem. But on our side, you know, knowing that those small businesses are now, they have easier access to capital, right? That the the pain of bank feeds breaking and screen scraping and all of that, while not completely erased, is highly, highly reduced, right? So because we've seen it and seen the future in other markets, we, we felt very confident advocating for that here and knowing that would mean- big changes for our customers here uh-huh. so since I, I joined zero three years ago we've been very um, strong in this advocacy working with fintechs canada and our colleagues and, and partners there um, advocating with the financial institutions and trying to build partnerships while also simultaneously thinking about you know how do we work together in a world where open banking is, is here um, uh-huh. and really trying to bring to life the benefits right a lot of times in the dialogue you, you hear talks about use case. Well, what's the use case, right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. for yeah. us, we've really been focused on the small business use case, obviously mm-hmm. our world and what we now here at zero, but the small business use case and how we believe it will materially improve the time that small businesses need to spend reconciling mm-hmm. their books. Our mm-hmm. belief that it's going to materially improve the access that they have to capital because the lenders yeah. are going to have more data on which to base their decisions the ability that it's going to have to improve payment times, right? Yeah. So, stuff like that, just th- those key metrics that are so critical for a small business, we think open banking is going to have a really, really profound impact. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've seen that, right, in the UK, that small businesses had an outsized amount of the benefit from the release of the open banking regime, I think probably more than most people expected. Yeah. But it's precisely because there is so much integration between all these systems and so much of what they do today is highly manual so um yeah it's been a pet project for us for three years we could be more excited about the strength the statement that was made on the 21st Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and at this point we're just you know really committed to helping make that come true and make that a reality so that canadian small businesses can benefit
0: that's great i hope I I don't know um exactly how you know the the sort of the key things that I think people are a little bit nervous about although it was um I think it was Dan Daniel from cohost who's set on on, on another podcast mm-hmm. um that uh, we just did with Fintech a just did with him that right. um there's not enough detail for people mm-hmm. to get you know to up and you know, uppity, he didn't use that word, that's my word, Um, about, you know, kind of some of the things in there that that people went, oh, what? Like the government's going to, you know, um, play a role in, you know, um, in the governance with an an entity. And Mm -hmm. uh, I know that accreditation is something that they are very um, firm that they will be doing. And I think that's a good thing. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we need, need, uh, you know, a fair and objective process i think for accreditation yep. so yep. um but i'm sure that's not a, a view shared by everyone um yeah. but it is interesting i think that your involvement your ongoing involvement in in this will be important as as they start to define some of the you mm-hmm. know at the end of the day as i've uh, i think i mentioned before this that i was in ottawa um, a week ago and i met with some folks from finance and um you know, they the their their heaviest hand, I think, will be getting things in place, not mm. necessarily ongoing, right? Yeah. So there's a lot still left to be discussed with industry, and so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's still that. I agree with that statement completely, Sue. I think there's still a lot of road to be paved, but mm-hmm. um just trying to celebrate the like indication <laughs> and the strength and the strength yeah. of that and for for yeah. what it's worth like in the UK and the RBI the implementation entity I think there's there's good precedent and while we yeah. want you know a, a, a made in Canada solution for this I think we also uh, can learn a lot from other regions that have moved ahead of us and just uh-huh. you know take some of those elements which I think is you saw a lot of in the um in some of the statements so yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um we have a lot of financial institutions in Canada. I mean, I know we don't, you know, the majority of our of Canadians and small businesses are served by the big ones, but um, do you think that we're gonna see some interesting approaches from some of them in terms of, you know, almost promoting, um, connect your, you know, your accounting platform to your bank account? Like, do you think that there'll be more of a proactive approach or, or a reactive approach? From financial institutions, and I would say credit unions, obviously, um, mm-hmm. smaller smaller yeah. FIs too, right?
1: I hope so. I mean, listen, I think what you're what you're scratching at is innovation and competition, mm-hmm. right? And like yeah. overall, very pro both of those things, right? Because I think if you yeah. are really truly thinking about what's best for the Canadian consumer and the yep. Canadian small business, yep. competition is the thing because competition. Yep breeds innovation, breeds competition, breeds innovation, and ultimately that means offerings get better, prices come down, fees come down, and uh, Canadians benefit. So yeah. Yeah. I, I hope so, and I hope that um, folks who are listening to this or working at those institutions see the massive opportunity that certainly we do here at Zero, which is mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Canadian small businesses are underserved. They're not adopting digital tools at the same rate as their global counterparts. Yep. Productivity has largely remained stagnant. They're still doing yep. far too many things manually, and they're still paying yep. far too much for very basic banking services, as, as you know, having recently set up a bank account for yours. So, yep. you know, I think yep. that is um, all of those things to me while not great right now, just speak to the opportunity we have as an ecosystem to go yeah. uh do yeah. better for our small yeah. business customers.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I uh I uh I completely agree with that. <laughs> um well hopefully they will because I think that 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 kind of um value exchange should benefit all. You're right. Yes. Like um, yes. yeah. Um yeah, okay, so talk let's get to RBC. So RBC yeah. PayEdge. Um I know you don't work for them but maybe you could explain a little bit about <laughs> about what it what RBC page is and then maybe talk about your how you know how that um partnership is is structured and what um what might be unique about that versus um other you know other FI partnerships.
1: Yeah and maybe I'll um Reverse answer your question. Second question okay. first, and the first okay. one because you know we mentioned a couple of other FIs earlier, like B, such as BMO and Scotia Bank. Yep. Those yep. partnerships are really around getting that bank feed, so that transactional data flowing from the banks into zero okay. um, and into the zero account of our mutual customer to really support you know reconciliation, analytics, yep. reporting, overall health metrics in the small business. That's that's one partnership. Use case that we have today. The RBC Payage one is different, obviously, because they're a payment service, right? And so that's a payments integration into Zero, which mm. is uh, separate and distinct from the bank feeds. This one's really allowing our mutual customers to efficiently pay their outstanding bills in Zero through RBC's Payage service, right? So, and Payage can process domestic, cross border, international payments. And so they are two different integrations, but Got the PayEdge one is exciting, because of everything I mentioned earlier around late payment times and you know, this cash flow crunch that Canadian small businesses are facing in high inflationary environment, stagnant sales. everyone is sort of talking right. about cash being king, and, and a lot mm-hmm. of small businesses feeling that crunch right now, to the extent that they can digitize their payments. Um, that actually improves the, f- the cash flowing through through the system. Right. Interesting. So yeah. the, the page integration really allows us to simplify that process of making payments. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it supports domestic, cross-border, and international, um, you know, it, it covers off a lot of bases. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with the specific, if I double-click on cross-border as an example, it's going to support the thousands of businesses. We know so many Canadian businesses have... Um, they buy or sell products and services across the border. This is going to yeah. allow them to do that more seamlessly. That's
0: great. That's yeah. great. I mean, yeah. you know, smart of RBC uh, as well, mm-hmm. right? Because that gives them, um, as part of your ecosystem, the ability to attract new customers that uh,
1: don't currently have that capability. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. And it's such a, to go back to what's the customer problem we're solving? Mm-hmm. You know, that process can be so manual, monotonous, and yep. error-prone today, right? Yep. So to the extent that you can use an integration to automatically pull those bills in, you know, seamlessly pay them, do the reconciliation, and the journal entries afterwards, like every step of the bookkeeping process that you need to do, well, that's mm-hmm. just going to minimize error. It's going to save time, right? and ultimately what we see with digital payments is that it um, it speeds it speeds it up so yeah. like all yeah. of those things are net positives for the small business um, yeah. and their and their customers
0: yeah yeah it's um i told you uh, sort of as we were getting ready to Press yeah. record. That I would try and keep my own personal experience out of this, because um, I I probably get to a bit annoying um, to folks when they when they oh. listen to me. But um, you touched on a couple of things there, and you said it, you said it at the beginning around you know just this tremendous um, amount of you know heavy lifting, honestly, for small businesses mm-hmm. um, when trying to make payments, and you know they come across the you know, unfortunately, frequent experience where they can't, right? And they have to alter. They have to. They can't do that digitally. They can't do even, you know, potentially through you know platforms like PayEdge. There's limitations, and um, yeah. uh, and I'm not saying there's limitations with PayEdge. I'm just saying in general, right? That we still can't easily transfer money, you know, um, from, you know, one bank account to another if it's a uh, beyond. You know a certain size, we can't, uh, we can't pay bills, you know, above three thousand or twenty five thousand, um, with uh, with email money transfer. There's lots of things that cause angst. Um, yeah, I'm just actually getting to have to do payroll for my small little wee company, yeah. and um, and it's beyond you know, the, uh, the interact limit. And so I'm like scratching my head at trying to figure out, do I, do I go get another, um, subscription? And I may, Mm. uh, do that, but then I have to do that as a business owner, like, and figure all that stuff out. Um, it's, it's, so payments modernization in Canada is a big deal. And, um, along with, um, what was it? What did you call it? OB day? Um, OB day. Yeah. (laughs) along with OB day November 21st yeah. 2023 <laughs> on the same day um they there was an important announcement also about uh the finance um, uh finance Canada supporting the yeah. uh, changes in the Canadian Payments Act. And, um, and that act is, that's law, right? And so, you know, there's nothing you can really do to get around it unless the laws are changed. And the biggest thing that I think everyone is excited about with that is opening up access to um, the payment systems in terms of, yeah. you know, um, allowing, uh, you know, applicants who want to be members of Payments Canada which gives them the ability to exchange and and, yeah. uh, and and clear and settle their own payments. And um so that's one piece and then at the same time the Bank of Canada shared their final, you know, regulations for RPAA, which is mm-hmm. the Retail Payments Activities Act and um I don't think it was exactly on the 21st, it might have been on the 20th actually. <laughs> but anyway, um uh, the importance of all of those things is that that will co- that will also drive innovation. Um, and, you know, as payment service providers, you know, register and are supervised um, mm-hmm. under the RPAA, um, that gives them the ability to then, you know, look at something like becoming an RTR participant directly and um, and applying for that if it makes sense for them. Um yeah. So uh, maybe I'll just stop there and, and get your take on, you know, the those announcements around payments and, you know, what's your view on on? Uh, obviously, they're positive, but yeah, tell me a bit about yeah. what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's like cautiously optimistic. That's been you know another issue that we've been uh, watching very closely and advocating for where appropriate, um, real time rails payments modernization. You know, the ability to again inject more innovation into the Canadian ecosystem uh, uh-huh. at scale has been long promised, long awaited, and so it was nice to see some of those, see some of that commentary. Maybe um, I, I mean, I'll share some data with you around why I think that's so important, to, because we, so at zero, we do uh, a always-on report called the Zero Small Business Insights, and so we call it XSBI for short. And XSBI is really anonymized and aggregated data across tens of thousands of small businesses around North America. And in fact, we do this globally. So it started in Australia, and we do it in the UK and New Zealand as well, which gives us a really interesting cut across regions. Um, But if I bring it back to Canada, so our latest results would have been uh, the quarter ending June 2023, so just this past summer. And what we saw in that quarter as it related to payment times was that Late payments, so we we affectionately refer to these unauthorized loans. Um, <laughs> but late payments for that quarter averaged eight point eight days late, compared wow. to the previous quarter at eight point one days. So you know it's ticking up, uh, yeah. and it's actually that is a bit of a cause for concern. It's probably not altogether, you know, surprising given the economy and everything that we're hearing yeah. around pressures that businesses are facing. Yeah, uh, but it's ticking up, right? Uh, yeah, and. Yeah. The the thing for us to watch there is really what can we do as an ecosystem, and how might some of these regulatory programs and mandates requirements actually help to um, bring this down through the use of technology mm-hmm. and and innovation. So mm-hmm. for us, that's a really interesting stat just to keep an eye on, um, mm-hmm. you know, how many days mm-hmm. later folks getting paid, and then also the other stat I would say is we we've seen from our XSBI data that small businesses in Canada are waiting on average around 28 days to be paid on an, on an invoice. And that number is closer to 21 in market, like Australia. Mm, interesting. So yeah. it's a full week sooner, right? So as yeah. you're a small business owner, what yeah. would you do if you got paid a full week sooner on some of <laughs> your, you know, big, right? like, <laughs> biggest bills? <clears throat> so it's, it's meaningful, yeah. right? It's meaningful in terms of the stress you feel. It's meaningful in terms of the decisions that you can make, mm-hmm. the people on your team that you can pay, the suppliers that you can pay, and so mm-hmm. there's this amazing butterfly effect that happens as you think about, you know, what what happens if we make it easier for small businesses to accept and make payments digitally through like advancements as you mentioned off the top and yeah. then what's the ripple effect that happens throughout their ecosystem and their circle of influence. And how mm-hmm. might that positively impact the Canadian economy? So I know it feels really like big and lofty to say, hey, actually, this is going to be really meaningful. But I truly believe that because small yes. businesses are the backbone of the Canadian economy. And if we can help them pay, get paid one day, two days, a week sooner, like what would that mean, right? Yeah. What would that mean yeah. for those small businesses?
0: Yeah. And just having an answer for, I mean, what I hope it drives to, the, to like all of that is... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it, I it resonates so much. But it, if it drives innovation in a way that allows for, you know, a payment solution for any small business need that yeah. is, um, efficient, you know, uh, digital, and ideally, you know, drives the fees down. Yes. because that's the other problem. I um, uh, you know, when you as a consumer, or even as, you know, most of the folks listening to this, I'm sure will be uh, people within our industry, right? So they'll be employed by somebody, Um, not necessarily business owners themselves. But one of the first things you realize as a business owner is, you know, that everything costs a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the easiest things to use, like, um, could be, you know, I don't know, let's say PayPal, or, you know, the things that have have we've been using as consumers for quite some time you know that's a it's a hefty haircut that you take as a small business when you have to use products like that so that's i think that's part of the reason why people you know um why small businesses still
1: are are you know falling back on manual processes right and the um, the fees barrier is the number one thing that came out of our money matters report in terms of why aren't you adopting digital payments it was it was the fees yeah so yeah. I, I do think uh, the advancement that you mentioned off the top will will dramatically help with that. <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And um, and I should know this, but um, as a as a company that is, you know, sort of, I guess, moving money through relationships mm-hmm. with your partners, um, what what impact will the the payments um, regulations have on zero?
1: Um, probably less direct impact, right? It's really on our ecosystem and the partners that we work with. Um, yeah. We're um, not really in like a MSP, so it's not re- that wouldn't it wouldn't directly impact how we do business um, on on the core side of zero. But it's really what might we offer through our ecosystem and how might that come through, you know, our financial institution partners, our ecosystem partners. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, as a, as an example, I know you've interviewed from pluto right like how mm-hmm. could that unlock the ability for pluto who is a zero app ecosystem partner to yep. really uh level up what they're delivering for our mutual customers and then yeah. you yeah. know how does that in turn increase the overall value of being a zero customer because now you've got your core general ledger and the small business accounting platform plugging into a pluto a pay edge etc that is just yep. going to allow you to um uh manage your business more tightly
0: yeah yeah and yeah.
1: and create uh the competition
0: that's needed in the payment exactly. space yeah exactly yeah yeah, that's cool i mean i don't know if this is like a completely it's probably not on strategy but i can see how you know s- with someone like yourselves with you know so m- serving so many small business customers that um hey. becoming you know um an rtr participant would yeah. actually be very beneficial um and I'm I I'm yeah. not saying that that because uh, that is a, a possibility or, but it you know I just think about that like all all the all the small businesses out there would benefit from mm-hmm. you know that that those types of providers who can reach you know broad numbers of businesses.
1: Yeah, um, I hear you. And when there are some kind of competitors in our space who are making moves in that direction, but one of the one of the core sort of grounding first principles that we have at Zero is being uh, really good at what we do at the core, which is accounting mm-hmm. software and that general ledger, and then being really open and quick to partner with the best in breed for solving pretty much everything else. So, um, you know, that is like decidedly our strategy is making sure that we're great partners for developers. Yeah. We have that open ecosystem. Ultimately, we think it's up to the customer to choose, like what the best solution is for them, yep. and our job yep. is just to make that really to give them the, the choice. Um, yeah, and so yeah, at at this point, like continue to focus on that and make sure that we're being the absolute best uh, accounting software that we could be.
0: Well, that's good to know. That's mm-hmm. good to know. I always isn't it nice when you can actually have clarity <laughs> <laughs> in what you're doing Absolutely. versus yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh any other research that you've done that you think would be uh you know there's a lot of like I mentioned I was you know at the um the credit union event last yeah. week and um like I think there's still a bit of a of a gap in understanding amongst folks that work within some financial institutions on you know what small businesses really need um, yeah. and I wonder if there's anything else that you can share that you haven't already. Um, you know that would be helpful. There's been a lot of buzz about you know can, uh, creating an, an ecosystem for mm. um a small business, and I think you know I mentioned offline, you know this idea of you know um, connecting into. Ecosystems and not not being more concerned about the value you provide as an FI and less concerned about you know customer ownership. Um, yeah. Um. There's a there's a, a CEO of Standard Chartered uh, Bank which is about the same size as an RBC, um, but calls themselves a small global bank. Um. Uh, so about eighty thousand employees, and um. He's so adamant that the future is not. Owning the customer, the future is, you know, in all the different markets they're in, providing the best value to the customer. Yeah. And If that means directly or indirectly, then so be it. So, yeah. all that being said, what what's um, is, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: I think to build off that and just to touch a little bit on the ecosystem and why you know we believe that's so important at Zero. We we did have data throughout COVID and the pandemic looking at zero customers specifically in the uk right this is post open banking i talked about the the fintech boom there and just the ecosystem being really rich in in the midst of the pandemic those zero small business customers that had five or more apps connected to their zero platform so we can see that data on the back end right they Mm -hmm. suffered lower revenue losses than comparable businesses that didn't have five or more ups. They had like lower job losses as well. So generally we saw them be more resilient. And, you know, while that's, we could argue causation and correlation, uh, the takeaway for me is there's probably something there in the sense that the more you're leveraging technology to manage your business for all the different facets of what you could use zero in our ecosystem for, uh, the better able you are to weather some of those storms, right? Whether it's, Managing your cogs and your uh, timesheet scheduling and payroll, whether it is thinking about um, big capital decisions you might need to make, and whether you have enough cash in the bank to do that, or cash incoming based on your accounts receivable, um, I think that's really powerful to kind of think about. Which is how mm-hmm. do we help Canadian small businesses benefit from the latest technology to build more resilience into their business to move them from backwards looking hindsight i.e what do i owe for taxes for the year 2023 and forward-looking foresight to say where what's my cash flow position going to be like six months from now 12 months from now when am i going to need to hire the next person you know i'm thinking about making this big capital expenditure what is the impact of that going to be so i think there's a real opportunity for us to switch the uh flip the switch on that uh, <laughs> and move from hindsight yeah. to foresight, uh, leveraging technology, right? And then you layer on things like AI on top of that uh, and then it gets really exciting, right? Because yeah, uh, yeah. AI is, is, you know, the inputs there are data and we well, have I, so yeah, much data. Yeah, so we
0: didn't touch on that and I think mm-hmm. that is something we should touch on. So <laughs> um, maybe you could expand on on that a bit. Like what what could... And is AI doing um, to to yeah. to you know really advance things?
1: Yeah. So from a from a zero perspective, I could talk about it from a zero perspective, and also from a, a small business overall perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: on the zero side, we've been building AI into our products for years now. Um, it's embedded in products like our bank reconciliation prediction. Uh, we have a product called Hubdoc, which AI helps mm. with document capture and data entry. Uh, zero expenses, zero go um cash flow forecasting in a product that we have called analytics plus so AI is yeah. everywhere within our product and really yeah. helping uh, to like surface insights, automate highly manual repetitive predictable tasks um, and collectively give people back time and as I mentioned insights so yeah. we're already saving our customers a ton of time each year on that um and so that's that's how Zero has been leveraging AI recently. We also launched a Gen AI test mm, in our Zero too. Central oh. product. Yeah. So cool. we you know, like if you think about accounting, it's very black and white. So it's not yeah. really the best place for Gen AI at the moment in its current um iteration. But where we have applied gen AI is actually within our support tooling. Yeah. So if you perfect. go to Zero Central, which is used every day by our customers around the world, and you have a question about something in 0 we've actually added and are testing a Gen AI layer to try and surface that in an even better way to you in a more intuitive mm-hmm. way. And so we're excited about that to hopefully cut down on support time, on the time it takes you to find <laughs> the right answer, and then escalations to our support team required. So pretty, yeah. pretty excited about that test. Yeah. Um, Awesome, but it I think if I zoom out to just small businesses in general, there's a massive opportunity, and we have we have done research on this, asking Canadian small businesses, you know what do you think about AI? How are you implementing it? And the overall sentiment I would share with you, Sue, is they're being very cautious around it. you know the, mm. there are many small businesses that see the impact that AI could have. They don't know where to start, yeah, they yeah. don't know how mm, to yeah. apply it to their business today. And um, they so, they need some guidance with that. So whether uh-huh. it's, it's their advisors, like their accounts or bookkeepers or financial advisors, you, we, we owe it to them to help them a little bit understand where can this be applied uh-huh. Uh-huh. and to dream big, but start small, right? Like they're, not to be overwhelmed by not being an expert and just to say, hey, like this is oh, actually God. already getting embedded in a lot of your tools today. And so it's, it's worth you That's understanding awesome. that and then trying uh-huh. to apply it. mm uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it, you just made me, I don't know if this look like um, a, an insight or not, um, but it is for me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. when you look at ChatGPT, and it, when it came out in the beginning of this year, which is crazy, eh? It's just it's one year. Uh, yeah, it's this the one year anniversary, basically. Crazy. Um, the thing about ChatGPT is, as cool as it is, it also represents probably the easiest way, um you know, to, um, leverage generative AI. And, Mm. you know, I can imagine if, um, (laughs) okay, you're going to tell me this is like probably a stupid, um, (laughs) scenario. I would never,
1: I would never sue.
0: You can, you can, (laughs) but you know, like, um, when I go to looking for information about, you know, how often do I have to pay my GST? Um, uh, it could be anything any any you know any piece of information as a business owner that i have no clue what the answer is because you know because yeah we just don't right as business owners um i may have a tax accountant i may not um i may have you know um i may be a zero customer i may not even use an accounting platform uh and so you know all of those things i think should progress i think people um you know I don't understand the the beauty of having an accounting platform that um that just streamlines everything for you but then when you've got those questions like wouldn't chat be the perfect place to be able to uh and whoever that you know advisor is or that expert is that you need to get that answer from you know like geez just plug chat plug you know chat GPT into the government <laughs> and, and, the cri and, website oh my god <laughs> just help me
1: like for god's <laughs> sakes oh oh man anyway no i uh, that's great and i think um you're thinking about it in, in the right way right which is there are some needlessly painful things that you have to go through as a small business owner today yeah and uh the headline is like very shortly ai will be able to help with that if not already yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. So,
1: um
0: uh I think we probably covered everything.
1: Did, did we yeah. miss
0: anything that you wanted to talk about?
1: Um I don't think so. We talked okay. about uh yeah, no. I'm, I'm this was great. Thank you. All the big
0: uh all the big major topics I look forward to seeing um you know, zero in 2024. I'm sure you're going to be yeah. actively involved in, mm-hmm. you know, the ongoing discussions um, as open banking and this payments yeah. modernization work gets underway. Um, and so maybe the final thing would be, you know, if, if I'm someone who whatever type of organization wants to partner or mm-hmm. if I'm a business and wants to, you know, um, use zero, what are the ways they should approach getting started?
1: Yeah. So if you're a small business customer listening on here uh, and you have a good account or bookkeeper, ask them about getting on zero. Uh, if you don't, visit us at zero.com. That's X E R O.com. Uh, sure. And if you're looking to partner with us, uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'll make sure I connect you with the right team and group here. Uh, depending on if you're a financial institution or a fintech, we're always, always open to having a conversation. Our philosophy is generally the more the merrier in this space. So uh, I would love to connect. That's great. Wonderful.
0: Well, thanks very much, Faith. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Looking for more insights? Visit us at fintechscanada.ca or follow us on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time for more on Canada's latest fintech innovations.